All right, so we're back with another episode. And with these stories, what I'm doing is I'm sharing stories of people that I have come across some way, somehow, that I feel as though I want more people to know about, or they said something that I thought was really interesting, and I'm sharing them with people who, who need to know about you and what you offer. So if, if you don't mind you know, introducing yourself and tell us a little bit more about um, what you do and the problem that you solve. Sure. Um, hello, my name is Takasha Davis. I am a holistic business coach and I work with entrepreneurs that have service-based businesses, helping them to improve their business operations so that they can have a better work and life balance. So we focus on business systems. We also focus on time management and I place a lot of emphasis on improving self-care. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, there's so much of that I love. Um, I have a background in healthcare. My uncle was a jazz musician, supported his family that way. My baby cousin is a photographer. Oh, wow. So I care deeply about my entrepreneur loves. And so yeah. when I mentioned how you help and serve people holistically, it's not just, especially when you're like a solopreneur, separating your business from your life life, your business life from your life life. Like, how does that even happen? So how did you like assess that this was a problem that needed to be solved? Well, when I first went into entrepreneurship, I started off as a life coach and I was starting my business full time and it wasn't on purpose. I actually got laid off from, so my background is in civil engineering and I had gotten laid off from my job and right around the same time I started my business. So I got thrown into entrepreneurship for the first time full time and I was really afraid of failing. So I was like really throwing myself into it. I was working 24 seven. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't eating properly. I was just grabbing fast food and going back to my house and, you know, working on some content or whatever. And the second year of my business, I started to get ill and I developed a life threatening illness. And it was at that point I realized I was going to have to change the way I was doing things. There was no way I was going to be able to sustain that level of work without taking care of myself and without having a better balance. So the choice was like, am I going to give up my business or am I going to figure out a way to still maintain the business, but have a better balance? And so it was through that experience that I really learned the importance of self-care and I started utilizing my skills with systems and time management to create a better workflow to make time because I, I, I had to I, I didn't have a choice I had to make time for myself and my health and so that's what I use that's what I lean on to help other people to do the same thing so I really like what you said about thinking of systems as a form of self-care and mm -hmm. also having systems so that you can sustain yourself and your business. Mm -hmm. So like, did you realize that systems and supporting people with that was the answer? Is that that's what people wanted or were clients saying they wanted support with systems or are you saying this is something you noticed for yourself and then other people agreed? Tell me a little bit more about how the pieces came together for that. Yeah. So when I first started, I was doing just life coaching. I was helping women figure out what their purpose was and give them, help them develop their confidence in themselves to go after that purpose. But around the same time, so all these things were kind of happening at the same time. I started having newbie coaches come to me and say, hey, I see you started your own coaching practice. I just got my coaching certification, but I 
have no idea how to get started. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. So I was helping coaches on the side. I didn't, I wasn't even advertising at first to just kind of build the structure of their business. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like I was really good at it and I really enjoyed it. So I started to transition into doing that solely. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I started hearing from people was how tired they were, you know, <laughs> how they weren't able to devote the time that they used to, to their families. And they were just having a hard time juggling everything. And another thing that I noticed too, was that people felt like they didn't deserve to take time for themselves because they hadn't reached a certain level of success in their business. And it's like, well, you know, I'll take a day off when I do this, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I will treat myself to such and such when I attain this level, you know, this goal or whatever. And it's like, self-care is not something that you earn. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you wait. I'm writing that down. (laughs) It's something that, you deserve and and it's a necessity like it's needed in order for you to grow and to keep going because we are our number one not liability but we are the business yeah number one asset yeah yes that's what i was trying to think of yeah and so we have to take care of that and i you know and so that was what i started to see and it's funny they say as a coach you tend to coach people that are kind of like you and so I was seeing my reflection in them and I was like, no, like we can figure this out. We can figure out a way to take care of yourself and you're not going to sacrifice your business goals by taking care of yourself and just mm-hmm. kind of helping to shift that mindset. So that's, that's pretty much how I started to place more of an emphasis on that. I really liked how you said that. Well, there's several, lots of stuff that I like about what you said, but a lot of us tend to think, well, I shouldn't say on our own, there's team hustle all day, team hashtag mm-hmm. team no sleep. And a lot of people think that it's like a rite of passage that we have to go through this period, this long drawn out period of hustle before yeah. we eventually make our 10K month passive mm-hmm. income. And then <laughs> once we, and it's like, that's like actually not how any of this works. No. Um, so I love also to, that you said that you listen to people and, you know, listen to what people said and, that they, and you observed, you were observant. And a lot of times I've I've talked to people and they make up services to offer. They just pull it out of the air. And Mm -hmm. then when they pull the services out of the air and offer it, there's kind of surprise that nobody really wants it. But I really love how you said that, you know, you paid attention to what people were saying and then you started to offer that service. Mm -hmm. Tell me about like how you, when it comes to getting clients and getting referrals, what has been working for you and yeah, getting clients and getting your you're building your own business. So the best ways for me are referrals. Speaking engagements is big. So doing speaking engagements, doing workshops, doing webinars. Those are like the main ways that I bring clients in. I also have my e-newsletter. I'm active on social media, mostly on Instagram. But it's mostly in the, the in-person interactions that I meet new clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... And that's what I try to tell people because I think there's this misconception with entrepreneurship that all you got to do is jump on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter (laughs) and then all the people are just going to come. Thank you, IG influencers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not how it works. And I mean, that might work for some people, but yeah, you got to get, you have to know how to, because what happens when those platforms are gone? Exactly. Like you have to know how to, to build relationships and 
um, how to network in person. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes networking is like this dirty word, like people mm-hmm. don't want to do it. But yeah, so that's that's pretty much how I bring clients in, um, mm-hmm. is in-person speaking and mm-hmm. networking. And something that I encourage a lot of people to do, to try, you know, who feel uncomfortable, it's kind of, it's not for everybody. So people who enjoy teaching, who really enjoy teaching, I suggest that they try podcasting, being a guest on podcasts. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful way to start to get used to talking about what it is that you do in a way that, you know, I'm an introvert. I gain energy from being by myself. So it's a way for me to have like a conversation with somebody. I don't have to condense all that I do into a tweet or, you know, or, right. or three minute, whatever, you know, or a one liner. It's, it's a conversation that you get to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I love also what you said about um, the in-person networking. I feel, again, like so many people are believing the myth of being everywhere, living your life on Snapchat. And when you look at, when, I, when I'm looking at like the Marie Forleo's of the world, she does a lot of live, she does live events. Mm-hmm. She does speaking events that, you know, different, you know, her strategic partners have an event and she's there as a keynote. And other people and collaborations, another thing, you know, word of mouth, you mentioned that that's how you get a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the Jeff Walkers, the Brian Tracy's of the world, they're all doing collaborations with one another. So exactly. um, thank you so much for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. So tell me also, I have some other questions. So tell me about like for your ideal, well, for your um, clients, what does like, what does like success look like for them? Like typically speaking, I know it's, Everyone has a different version of success, but when it comes to before, life before you, you come in, you help give them, you know, systems and talk to them about self-care and help change their mindset. What does like life look like, like after they have worked with you? So of course it varies from client to client, but for the most part, a lot of times people come to me because they are disorganized. They, you know, their time management is all over the place and it's just not, there's no ease to their, to their workday. So after working with me, they have a lot more automated systems in place. It's Mm -hmm. a lot easier for them to onboard their clients. They have more free time. And when I say free time, it's not that they're just sitting around twirling their thumbs, but they have more available time Mm -hmm. for the things that really matter to them. Mm -hmm. So they're able to spend time with their kids more. They're able to go and go to the gym. They figured out ways to rearrange their schedules so that their life feels good to them. They're they're falling back in love with their business. Mm -hmm. They have more energy available to do more marketing or networking or what have you to bring in more clients. So it's really about their quality of life. There's a lot of quality of life improvements. There's also huge mindset shifts. Most of my clients after working with me, they're like, I feel so much more confident in myself and my abilities. It's crazy. Like I work with the most talented people and they still feel like, I'm not good enough. And I, I think we can all relate to that. There's yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> like, but imposter syndrome, more. right? Yeah. I need to be doing more. I couldn't possibly ask for that. I couldn't expect somebody to pay me this much, you know, or I couldn't expect to get this opportunity. And so after working with me, they're like, wow, like just yesterday I had a client, an old client telling me that she just signed on someone and they pay for the whole year up front. And she was so excited. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is what's up. Yeah. So things like that, you know, just having the confidence to really 
step into the truth of who they are and to really shine, like that's one of the biggest ones too. And something that I've noticed, you know, for myself too, is like, I, there's a phrase of, you know, how much money do you feel comfortable with receiving? Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're charging something or you're having conversations about your services, there's a capacity to how much you feel comfortable to receiving. And if you feel like crap, if you literally feel like crap, you're not doing too much for yourself. Guess what? I mean, you may feel like 97 bucks a month, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not obviously not sustainable. And something I found so super interesting with, especially with women of color, when we get to assign our own rates and our own value in entrepreneurship, it's still lower than women of the majority, which I find yeah. super interesting because, you know, you, you can say different things about careers and jobs and education, but when we get away from that in our own business, we're still, still charging. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. And I, I really do want more people, um, especially women in general, to know that, as you mentioned, you know, self-care, it is related to our business because like you said, like the more confident that you feel about what you offer and who you are as a vessel and as a person, um, as your biggest asset, right? Um, You just said, you know, a client was able to have, and this all mindset, was able to have the confidence to request and to invite someone to pay a year in full. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's huge. I mean, we have to take the time to pour into ourselves. And it's not just about getting rest, but it's also about, like what you were saying, like really feeding into ourselves and really knowing like, I am worth this. I have done this work. I have this much experience. I have this to offer. I am amazing. Like just really building yourself up, affirming yourself. We have to take the time to do that on a daily, if not daily, a weekly basis, at least, you know, Mm -hmm. where you like really remind yourself of who you are, where you feed into yourself. That's self-care too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because to your point about, you know, we're in these careers and we are getting paid less and we are in these positions where we feel like we're not good enough, that does spill into our businesses as well. Um, a lot of people that I work with, they come from corporate America and they bring those same mindsets. And I'm like, stop it. You yeah. are not at work. Yes. You are not at work. This, this is your arena. You can do whatever you want. You can make your own rules. You don't have to uh, behave in this way or believe in this way. And so shifting that mindset too is crazy Mm -hmm. because it's funny. Like I would have some people say, yeah, I'm trying to get up at five o'clock in the morning to do blah, blah, blah. But I'm just not a morning person. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Well, I've always done that. You know, I got up that time for work and I'm like, but you're not at work anymore. (laughs) This is your business. Mm -hmm. So just, yeah, it's just so important to... Mm -hmm to make that time to feed into ourselves, to take classes or whatever we need to do to empower ourselves so that we can step into the marketplace and really charge what we're worth and ask for what we want. I love it. I love it. And just to co-sign on that too, is that also I feel as though, I feel like we're all more connected than we wish to believe sometimes. But when we also like lowball our pricing, it's a ripple effect. It is a ripple effect. So in healthcare, a lot of new um, nurses who become consultants, they tend to charge horribly low, like horribly low. And such that when there is a nurse that comes along who does know her value and does charge appropriately, there's a shock. There's a shock to that. And that really serves, that serves nobody well at all. So, so I guess maybe that's my PSA is charge high prices, not just for yourself. (laughs) Think of the other people. Think of the other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
what I feel like there was someone in the entertainment industry that said something about that. She did not accept a lower. She was offered a starting salary for some movie or something like that. And she didn't accept it because she didn't want the women that were coming behind her to mm-hmm. suffer as a result. She was like, if I accept yeah. this, then yes. they're going to offer this to everyone else. Yeah. So it's kind of similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So awesome. Awesome responsibility that we have. Just need to be aware yeah. of it. Awesome. So how can people, you know, learn more about you? I saw something in your email signature, like 10 ways to save an hour. Tell us more about, you know, what you have coming up and how people can learn to enjoy their life again and enjoy the yeah. reason that they went into entrepreneurship in the first place to have more time for more important things. But in any case, yes, yeah, tell us about that. Okay. So you can find me on my website at coachtico.com. That's coachtiko.com. There you can sign up for my free ebook, 10 ways to get an extra hour in your day without feeling stressed, frazzled or stressed out. So you can pick that up there. I'm also on Instagram at coachtico. I'm currently not taking on any new clients until February because I'm currently in Guam. So oh, cool. with the time difference, it's yeah, kind of yeah. difficult to take on new, because right now it's almost 6 a.m. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. And I think there is like three something. Yeah. Yes. Almost four um, o'clock. You're but, practicing your self-care, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But if, if you are interested in working with me, you can go to coachtico.com slash waitlist and put your name and email address in there. And then when I do get back to the States, I will reach out to you and we can talk about possibly working together. But yeah, those are all the places where you can find me. Awesome. All right, Coach Tico, thank you so much. And I look forward to staying in touch. All right. Thank you.